0: Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Next Level People. Today we've got a special guest. Do not call him Garav. His name is Gary. We'll get into why that changed recently. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna be talking about his experience coming to America his experience in networking, trying to find a job, and the whole visa status and everything like that. We've got, obviously, we've got Rina. She's in her minivan today. We've oh, got yeah. Sean. He is also in, it looks like, I don't know, a shack possibly.
1: It <laughs> is a shack.
0: Down <laughs> by the river. The lights I mean, off.
1: Yeah, down no. by the river. I don't know what's happening today.
0: Yeah, but we're super excited. We we are going to be jumping into this, Some, a subject that not a lot of people – like to talk about uh not a lot of people are willing to talk about uh not a lot of people are able to talk about just because they don't know uh and so hopefully we're going to be shedding some light on something and hopefully making a situation a little bit better that's what we love to do here at next level people so gary thank you so much for joining us today you're welcome sir Yeah. So, Gary, real quick, before we dive into the subject, I'd love to give our listeners just like a 30
2: to 60 second pitch of of who you are, what you're all about. All right. So, hi, guys. Uh, My name is Gaurav Chokse, and you can call me Gary, too. So, I am a bachelor's in mechanical engineering, and I did it in India. I came here, and I did a master's in uh, management information systems that is basically being a business analyst i transitioned from mechanical engineering to business analyst that's a big story right there yeah but yeah i want to i want to dive in and say a few things about me i came in here in like 2016 and i was really excited about america wow this is america and did my masters was a lovely experience here teachers were good and faculties were amazing and after that i came into the job scenario where, you know, searching jobs were difficult, searching internships were difficult. People around me were scared. They were like, God, do we have to go back to India or you know stay here? So this is kind of a scary masters which I went through from yeah. the starting. Yeah. For starting for the first starting for the first semester, we need to, you know, start uh, start searching internships. During these two years, these two scary years, I learned a lot. A lot. I mean, yeah. you can ask me, I've learned from being a, you know, from a casual guy to a professional guy. That journey from a casual guy to a professional guy, it happened because of people from here. Yeah. They helped me, you know, grow up my skills, grow up my, what do you say, communication skills. Or So it's all, you know, it's all a big learning for me. And whenever I go back to India, I'm going to translate this learnings back to India, back to my fellow people, you know, yeah. back to my relatives, back to my people who, you know, who trying to grow up trying to get in to the professional world yeah and i want to help them out That's so this awesome. is me one more thing which i'm doing right now in huntsville alabama is i'm hosting linkedin local which is a networking event right here right. and i'm really pumped up about the networking thing because this is a thing which came into me once i started job search and this is something which i i think even if i get a job i'll not stop it right. it's a it's, a, it's an ongoing thing for me and i'll Never stop doing it. Right. So this is the whole uh, Gary right here with you guys. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's cool to hear that. I mean, I, I think your experience uh, with coming to America, getting into college, uh, getting that whole experience is, is very similar to a lot of people's where it's like it's scary. One, like you're super excited about, oh, my gosh, I'm in America. That's awesome. Exactly. But then there's like, oh, my gosh. What am I'm I in gonna America. do? I'm in America. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And so you you did the trans. I mean, e- your experience even like from mechanical engineering to completely. I mean, it's there are similarities, kind of, but it's like it's a it's a big mental leap uh, from mechanical engineering to uh, what was it? The data engineering, right?
2: Management information systems. Management
0: information systems. That's what it was. Um, yeah. And those aren't like super social type of fields.
2: Like that does not prepare you to network. Like no, not at all. Yeah. So what,
1: what I'm kind of curious about here, Gary, is how you've you know I guess I don't want to use the word stigma, right? But there are some stigmas that you know more technical minded people they're not all about the networking. They're not all about the LinkedIn, right? So, what got you started? on LinkedIn and you know what got you involved in, in networking other than having to find a job because there's a big difference between people that are just going to find a job on LinkedIn and then people that are really diving in you know head first into the social. whole networking and you know running LinkedIn locals
2: Definitely so it started with job search definitely I cannot deny yeah. it that I was searching for jobs and I went to LinkedIn people said go to LinkedIn apply for jobs I applied for a month for jobs. I was not getting any response. I got an interview, went to four interviews, and at the end, they said, it's on hold. The job is on hold. You cannot, we cannot get it on. Okay, that's fine. Then I came to Huntsville with my girlfriend. My girlfriend got a job at Huntsville, Alabama. I was in Dallas. I didn't have anything to do. I don't have work. I don't have money. Basically, I don't have money, right? right? So she told me, why not you come with me and, you know, get in here. Okay, I was here. I was just, you know, sleeping around, and applying jobs, get in. The whole day was like, get up, breakfast, dinner, lunch, apply, sleep. Okay, done. Other day, her name is Disha. She comes to me and she says, hey, there is someone who says there are networking events going on in Huntsville. I was like, village? And in village, there are you know, Huntsville, compared to Dallas, is like a very small park, very small city. And I was like, okay, I'll go. I went to the job networking club. I went to this hot coffee event here. I was like, wow, I'm really into it. I'm really, I think, I recognize myself as an outgoing guy. Yeah. I went there and I was like, wow, I can talk to people. I can just go to people and i like, hey, my name is Gary. What's up? But before then, uh, before then, I was saying, hi, my name is Gaurav. And people were like, what? What? <laughs> I was like, uh, Gaurav, Gaurav? No, no, Gaurav, Gaurav. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, All right. that's fine. Uh, no, but I really, so I mean, I was stuck with the conversation of Garam, Garav, Gor, Garav. Garav. So are we
1: are we officially, you know, Gary, or is it is this like lawfully? Is this, you know, have you officially changed it to Gary? No,
2: I'm not okay. going to. I'm going, not going to live here in America like for long year right? So. It doesn't make sense to you know officially right. take my name to Gary. People know me then as Gauri. Go in yeah,
0: you'll go to India and have to do the same thing. Is it is it <laughs> Gauri or is it right. Gauri? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no,
2: exactly. <laughs> right. Alright. So I was like, okay, um, this is Gary, is it now? And uh, my girlfriend was like, Gary. I was like, Gary, <laughs> Gary, Gary V, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Who is Gary Vaynerchuk? I was like, Gary. You don't know? That's okay, awesome. that's fine. That's fine. I like, explained to her and I explained her and I was like, she was like, yeah, it is good. And then I went to, uh, I mean, I ne- I know a LinkedIn local in Dallas, but I never went there. Yeah. Then I started searching, which is the LinkedIn local going on in Huntsville? Nope. No event in Huntsville. I saw an ad from LinkedIn local in Nashville. Nashville is like two hours from here, Nashville, Tennessee. Right. And uh, I was like, uh, the event was next month I went to the event and then I changed my name because there was no name tag. So, people cannot treat me. And, like, after the third guy who started Gaurav, 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 I was like, Gary. My name is Gary. And the host was like, Host name is Richard. He was like, okay, Gaurav, I can call you Gaurav. And he can call me Gaurav because he was, he, he have been to a lot of Indians over yeah. there in Nashville yeah. compared to Huntsville. Huntsville, there are very less Indians who stay here. Yeah. Okay. So, he was like, Gaurav. But I said, actually, the thing is, I've been suffering with this problem a long time. And now I want people to, you know, really get off with the conversation about what I do, not about what my name is. Right. I was like, okay, Gary. And then, you know, that spark happened. Like, I've been to going to networking event. I went to LinkedIn local Nashville. And I was like, am I ready to start a hosting thing? Because there was no one in Hussville and nobody knows in Hussville. What is LinkedIn. It's like they have made their profile there. There will be few people like, I'm sorry for them, because they know it. But there are a lot of people who do not know what is LinkedIn all about. Right. How can you build your brand? How can you, you know, post about your marketing things? People just post about if they want to sell a computer, they will put a picture of a computer and just put it there.
0: Right. Even yeah. Not
2: even writing a things are there.
0: Yeah. Like, no, that's... Okay. That's a lot of people on LinkedIn. Like even still, like there's people in like Los Angeles, there's people in New York that are still using LinkedIn that same way. Uh, and I've I've talked about doing a LinkedIn local here in Springfield and it's a pretty, it's a smaller city. Uh, and like, everybody's like, what, LinkedIn local. Why would I want to do that? Like, what is, what's a link? Is, like, wait, you don't know what, come on.
1: Wait, what? Yeah. What?
0: Uh, and so, yeah, no, I totally, I, I mean, in Huntsville, I could totally imagine it being that way. Uh, and so, I mean, that, I think as far as somebody that's coming to America, you got your education and everything like that, and you're looking for a job. I looked through your content. Uh, it's spot on. Like there, you're doing all of the right things like actions and checking all the right boxes to be able to get yourself known to hopefully get a job. Uh, and so I'm curious. So right now, so you come to America, uh, you get your masters or you're, you're in the master's degree program and the visa that you have during that two year period is an F one visa, correct?
2: Exactly. So
0: student visa, basically student visa, right? International Um, student. And so, Hiring managers and recruiters, if somebody says that they're on their F-1 visa, that's what it means. And real quick, because I I want your clarification on this. During your F-1 visa, you're not allowed to work outside of the university, correct?
2: Yes, sir.
0: Okay. So you're not allowed to work outside of the university. You can work for the university, and you can do unpaid internships, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. So you can work for the university, you can do unpaid internships during the time. Sorry, go ahead, you are gonna say
2: something. Unpaid internships are paid internships also, but after the second semester. So after the okay. second semester, you have a course name that, I mean, every universities have different. For my university, you can do an internship of three credits. Okay. So I did it in one, one, one. So I did three internships, one credit each, basically. Got it, okay. So, yeah.
0: Okay, very good. Um, but you can't get a full-time job or even a part-time job. It's only internship or working for the university. Exactly. Once you graduate, you can get your OPT, right? What's, mm-hmm. What does that stand for? Op, uh, it's optional practical training. That's what it is. Um, uh-huh. And that basically means that you can work for any employer for three years uh, without them sponsoring your visa or without them having to pay for your visa or any sort of legal obligation to keep your visa up yeah um,
2: so on the top view we can say that three years but yeah it's like you get a first year uh, OPT and right. then you extend it for two years so basically on the Got top it.
0: level you say three years. yeah okay so you can get it for one year and then you have to renew it for two but the process For an employer to bring somebody on uh, that's got their OPT visa um, is very simple. They give you an offer letter, right? Exactly. That's basically it. They say, we are going to employ Gary. We're paying him this much. Uh, And if it's a contract, this is the duration of the contract. If it's full-time, this is the duration. Or uh, you just say it's full-time. And then you take
2: that to your university. Exactly. And then you also have to take it somewhere else, right? So USCIS, basically, when I get an offer letter, I'll go to university and I'll say, I got it. I got this employment. So they're offering me this employment, and they will give me an I-20 form. Right. I-20 is very important here. So mm-hmm. I-20 is for everything, for coming here, for going here, yep. wherever. So you get I-20 here, and then you, you have an account on USCIS, where basically you have an account where you can report all right. the employment that you have in this year or in the three years that you have, because... Mm-hmm that's where they note where are you working right now if you're if you're not working they'll count your days right even even if it is three days sunday sunday is also counted saturday is also counted in there oh wow so that's okay. a surprise yeah yeah so if you count the 90 days and if you're not in not employed you have to go back
0: yeah and so that's a very important uh thing to note so once somebody graduates from their degree they have 90 <laughs> days to get an offer from someone uh, that says they are working for me in this capacity and I can't even imagine the pressure that there is to make sure that you get that offer in 90 days. That's like, because one, you're dealing with, it's a new way of interviewing. It's not the same as in India. You're dealing with a different language and not just the, the language, but how to say different things so that it doesn't come across culturally off. Uh, because if somebody is not used to the way that you speak, they're used to the way that Americans speak, they might think, oh, man, this guy is kind of being rude. And you're like, no, I'm just I'm literally telling you exactly what it is. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff that goes into it. And it's it's wild, the ride that. I'm sure that you've gone through and a lot of the people in your class have gone through over the last seven years. I don't know how many people I've I've helped and, and talked to through this process. Uh, and there's also the crazy thing that not a lot of people know or not a lot of people talk about are the companies that are promising getting you – the next step, which is the H-1 visa in the green, mm-hmm. through the green card and the citizenship process. Uh-huh. Uh, but a lot of times what they'll do is they'll just send your resume out. They'll just make it rain your resume. Like anybody, anywhere in the entire country, if they'll hire you, like you have to pick up and go. And it's definitely like you are they hold you, obligated. They hold
1: you hostage.
0: Basically, yeah. It's you terrible. Can't, it's can't terrible. Stay. Not all of them. There are some
2: very, yeah. very good ones. Yeah.
0: Very, very good ones. Yeah, yeah. That's but what I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. No, there's some amazing ones. I've worked with several of them, and absolutely, they take care of their people and make sure that they're they're okay. Uh, and they even like some of them will even help with uh, additional training. Uh, right. Some of them will help with English. Uh, language barriers. There's all sorts. There's some really amazing ones. So I don't want to paint this horrible, Mm -hmm. crazy picture because there are some very, very good ones out there. Um, But there are some also that just for people that are in the same situation as Gary, you have to be very careful with who you work with and what you sign and the pressure that some people put on because of the 90-day thing.
2: Uh Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh can be
2: even scarier. Um, Right, right. I would add a point here. Yeah, go for it. I would add a point here. So due to this pressure of getting a job, even if someone is getting an H1B, they have to work. Right. If if they're not employed, they cannot stay here. Because of this pressure, a lot of small companies, a lot of fake people, they start calling you from LinkedIn. And they say, please give us $800, 800 bucks. And we'll give you a training. And we'll give. We are connected with Fortune 500 companies, mm. and we'll get you through it. I got like I. I get daily calls about this. I'll get daily emails. I get daily LinkedIn messages. Oh, it's a it's a business now. Yeah. It's a big business, and I could not. I should not say that. But people from India calls you.
0: Yeah.
2: Indian guy will call you, and say, "Hey, I have this contact job. You want to work for?" Yeah, And I was like, how can you call me? You are from Hyderabad or you are from Delhi. You should be here if you want to recruit me or if you if you are a recruiter or something. Mm-hmm. And this is a big business that if you are not qualified, uh, once this guy said, I, this position requires five years of experience. I said, I don't have any. I don't even have a year. He said, don't worry about it. I'll make your resume like that and I'll give you an interview. Yep. I was like, what the heck?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I was like, I'll, it, like I'll, I'll go back uh, to India, and not rather work as this kind of thing. He said, I'll give you a training too for a month, until you're working. We can on a call, and you can I can help you work the things out. What? No, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I'll go back to India. Literally, no, I don't want to work like that, man. Yeah. People are doing it. People are working still. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the whole business going on here, man. I
0: mean, it's not like small things, but it's a big business. It is a, it's a huge business and it's a problem. And like, I feel bad for even people that do take it. I'm, I, I love the fact that you're like, I, you know what? I would rather go back to India than do this thing. But there are some people, they have a lot of like, uh, pressure from their family. Like you do not come back to India unless you've done this thing. Not a
2: pressure. Not a pressure. It's like I have a loan. I me me, me myself yeah. have a loan of forty lakh rupees. Forty lakh rupees should count with forty thousand dollars, right? For this education, and if I go back to India without earning here, because earning here is a lot, right? Earning there is isn't this much? Yeah. Like if I am earning three thousand dollars or four thousand dollars there, it's a big amount for Indians. It's like two or three lakhs. Yeah. Two or three lakhs in for them or for me to go back there, I will not get a job for two or three lakhs a month. I would hardly get a lakh or I'd hardly get a 50,000 rupees yeah. per month, which is, it will take me, if I go back to India right now without paying this loan, it will take me like, I am right now, I'm 25. It will take me until 25 years, like that, when I'm 50, to pay off the loan yeah. with mm-hmm. the interest. Mm-hmm. It's not pressure. Sometimes family will pressurize because yeah. they have, because you have loan. But the thing is, it's not about family. It's about you. You have took the loan, yeah, in your parents' name because you cannot get the loan for 40 lakhs on your name because you are not working. You were just you just came here. If you are working, if you get a loan, you will not get a loan for 40 lakh rupees. It's a very big amount. Yeah. So that's the ground reality. Yeah. Uh, which happens? People want to stay here. Want to do some fishy work or want to do some illegal work? I mean, even I've seen people working. Outside when I was in university, I was a student pe- I've seen people working outside mm-hmm. because man Every month if you have to pay like six hundred dollars for a house four hundred dollars for whatever your stationary stuff for your petrol for car if you're paying six hundred dollars six hundred dollars comes down to 42,000 rupees per month man. Yeah, fifty thousand is the salary of your father Right, how can he give forty two thousand dollars to you or forty two thousand rupees to you? Right. I mean so this is crazy. I mean I'm not telling that the I mean they should be in the, the target. That why did they came here? But there should be some allowance like in Canada. You can work outside mm-hmm. if you're studying there, if you're on a visa. There should be something out there. But I just I have this thing in my you know in my heart, and I was like, yeah. I got money from my parents. They were they were you know they were amazing. They sent me the money. But there are a lot of people who are struggling out here. So that's the, that's the yeah. whole ground reality right now yeah and i think it's important for
0: every because i hear a lot of people over the last however many years i've been on linkedin talking about uh like oh people are coming from india and they're taking our jobs or i keep getting these connection requests from people from india or these indian people and it's i i know that they're not necessarily trying to be racist or biased or whatever that that could be just like their perception but you got to understand that gary is not coming to try and destroy anybody's life right like you're you and all of your peers you're coming to make a life you're coming to like just try to be the best you that you can be to make your your parents proud to pay off debt to and if you, if you took away your like everybody's nationality, everybody pretty much has the same goals. They're trying to make a life. They're trying to pay off debt. They're trying to make someone proud. They're trying to have a family eventually. They're trying, all of those things are literally the exact same goals right. for almost everybody. Yeah. And so really what it comes down to is you, you gotta, there's a level of empathy that people on LinkedIn, especially recruiters, listen to me. If you're listening to this episode, I know that sometimes it can be very, very frustrating because you get the fake resumes and you get people even doing fake interviews. I've caught people doing that. And it's the most frustrating thing in the universe to find that out once you've already sent that to the hiring manager or whatever, and it it can make you look really bad, but You got to understand that is not everybody. You cannot generalize an entire group of people because you've got people like Gary that say, no, I'm going to do it right. Or I'm going back to India. I might suffer, but I'm doing it right. Uh, and that's something that you got to understand. So you've got the F one visa that's during the the college period you've got 90 days after that to get an offer letter uh, at, within that 90 days you get the offer letter you take it to uh customs um, you take it to your university and you've got a year uh yes that, sir. that's good for and then you can renew for another two years on top of that so a total of three years, two years. Uh, after that you have to get what's called an h1b and that's basically the beginning process or not the beginning process it's it's when things get serious if you want to start getting uh your permanent resident or your what a lot of people call a green card Um, right and so that is a little bit more tricky you got to get lawyers involved there is a monetary side of it Uh, and so some employers uh, they'll do it. Um, and we've seen a lot of people do it. Some recruiting companies, they will also do it. Uh, tech recruiting companies, some of them will, not all of them. Um, and then there's also a lot of the, like we talked about before the, the companies that will help you, uh, they, they're called the third party recruiters, right. uh, A lot of times, and they'll help you. They'll help you find jobs. They'll work with um, other recruiting agencies on Corp to Corp, and we can get into that in another episode. Um, but what I want to get into right now, uh, because we we've got probably about ten more minutes to talk about this. We talked about the hardships. Um, right now, you're in the middle. How how much longer do you have in your ninety days to get? Into-
2: uh, right now, I'm doing an unpaid internship. Okay. So, cool. So this internship should go for this year whole. So right now I'm searching for a job since six months, basically. Right. So, so yeah.
0: So the internship counts. Once that internship stops, that's when your ninety day starts. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so talk to me about the the job search right now, because uh, that I mean you said that you've been searching for six months. You've gotten people calling you saying, "Give me eight hundred bucks and I'll I'll guarantee you a job at a Fortune five hundred company." Um, what? How did you start off looking for a job and how has that changed since you started doing the networking and the
2: LinkedIn local and meeting people? So when I was in school and I was in my second semester, I started doing, started searching for internships and internship was, we never knew about networking before in India, it right. was a new concept for us. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, people do networking right now, mm-hmm. but for me, for me individually, it was new concept. And uh, I didn't know until I got graduated about networking. I was like surprised. Wow. What I was doing the whole two years. So I was just applying for job, applying for internships in the second semester, just applying crazy. Like every day I would like to apply for 30 jobs or 40 jobs because as a business analyst or a data analyst, there are a lot of jobs out there. There are a lot of jobs, seriously a lot of jobs. And finally, when the semester ends and you have to go to internship, people got internships and I was still searching for internship. And I waited for like 15 days more and I was still applying like crazy. My girlfriend got a job, like an internship. She went to Huntsville. I was in Dallas. I was still applying. And uh, I got this internship as a data analyst. I did it. Then that internship got over for the summer. Mm -hmm. I started applying again for the fall. Still applying and applying and applying and applying. then people got the internship or so people got extended for the internship, and I was still applying. Mm-hmm. Finally, I got an internship through a connection, through an Indian connection. yeah, and they have this company here, and I worked there with a contract. That was the worst internship I've ever done <laughs> for six months. Why? I was a hostage. I was the hostage, definitely. Yeah. So, after the graduation, started applying. I started just applying and applying like crazy. After coming to Huntsville, I went to this networking event, and I felt good because I made a connection. I made a single connection yeah. with whom I started this LinkedIn local. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Second event, yeah, second event. One more connection with whom I started my LinkedIn local. These two are my co-hosts That's awesome. for LinkedIn local went over there, went over there. I was like, you don't have to apply, Gaurav. You just need to network. People are from different companies. And they'll get it hired. And I was like, okay. I started networking and applying for jobs. Started networking and applying for jobs. And there was a scenario where I had like six calls from a recruiter, from a different recruiters from my different connections. Yeah. But it didn't went through because someone was like, there is no position, there is no experience you have got, there is a visa problem. Right. And... They never told me that there is a visa problem. I was talking to my friend and he said, God, they are not talking to you because you need a visa. People here don't want to give visa. It, it, they will not say to your mouth, but it is the behind reality. And I was like, okay, that's fine. In Huntsville, there is a big federal, you know, uh, the Redstone and stuff. So yeah. here people require social security clearance or being a U.S. citizen to get a job. My girlfriend's company is exception where they, you know, give you jobs even if you don't have a U.S. citizenship.
0: Yeah.
2: So in Huntsville, I'm sure that is very difficult to find a job. But this he host I was talking about LinkedIn local Nashville host. He connected me. He connected me to 23 recruiters, mm. 23 on LinkedIn. But I don't know. Somehow this thing doesn't work out. So still people, you know, the recruiters they talk to me and they say, Hey, this is job. I want applying for that. I'm applying for this job for you and give me an updated resume so that we can, you know. Pick the resume according to the job. So right now, I'm not applying jobs. Due to networking, people are coming to me. People are coming to me and say, hey, this is the job. uh, They require this much experience. They require this much, you know, they have the job description. Do you want to work for it? I was like, sure, why not? And then we apply for that. And if the interview goes good, that's fine. If not, move on to the next job. So I have been interviewed like many times but somehow might be me might be my visa status might be something else which is hindering me to get this you know particular job so yeah. networking is a big boom which I yeah. gave me a lot of things and I'm sure that it is gonna help my fellow people too yeah I think networking is big thumbs up for sure yeah for the job search no
0: absolutely and it's it's interesting because like I mean networking, even if you are an American is important. And so networking for somebody that's coming to America with the visa or trying to get a visa or whatever the situation might be is even more important because a lot of times, unfortunately, I mean, I don't like this, but this is the the fact. They see uh, your name. They see that you went to college in India and that you've mm-hmm. only been here for a couple of years. They're like, Ooh, he has yeah. a visa. And yeah. I have dealt with all these other people that are not honest. I don't know about this. And it's, they automatically, in just the paper, just the resume. They're like, I just don't know, but LinkedIn local networking event, like all of those things, they meet you in person. They're like, Oh, this guy, like whatever you're gonna call him, Garav or Gary, he he's an act. He's just a good dude. Like he's just a he's just a person that's trying to to make a good life for himself. I get that. And so anybody that's listening, uh, two different audiences. One recruiters. I want you to to one research and understand what the different visas are, because a lot of times like. Gary does not need sponsorship right now. He won't uh, for at least the next three years. Um, And so if somebody's on OPT, don't worry about it. Like you can figure that out, especially if it's a contract. If it's a full time, I get it three years down the road. uh, There's a possibility that you're going to need to sponsor, but that's three years. Uh, And a lot of people, they, uh, we can get into that another time, but research it, Uh, And number two, for the the recruiters and the HR people, um, you may have been burned in the past, but don't pass up an opportunity to meet a Gary uh, when you've been burned in the past, because there are some amazing people like Gary that are extremely hard workers. Some of the best people I've ever placed were on OPT or H-1B visas, and they worked out for years, years, and were some of the best employees. Uh, On the other side... People that are here on their OPT or H1 visa or fill in the blank with whatever visa you're on right now. Uh, If you're in college and you just started, you've got your F1 visa, start networking now. Don't wait till graduation. Start networking now. Go to LinkedIn local. Uh, Go – like look up meetup.com. Find the different things in your area that you can do because – uh, I mean, th- it's a cliche. It's not about what you know, but who you know. But it's very, very, very true. It's it's what people know about you. If people know you, and they and then they see your resume, it's a much higher likelihood that they're willing to give you a shot than if they only see your resume.
2: Yeah,
0: awesome. Well, Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. I love getting to know you, your story. Thank you for helping us shed some light on something that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm going to post about you when we do this episode and hopefully help you do this crazy thing called networking. All right. Definitely. My pleasure. Uh, Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Talk to you soon, Gary. All right. Thanks, Gary. Bye. Bye. Bye -bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys.